0: to the track i'm steve clark in this edition we're gearing up for the museum to reopen again in may tim morris caught up with some of the motoring team who are trying to get some life back into the old cars after a long winter rest we also listened to the founder member of the blues band gary fletcher who came into the clubhouse to help our brooklyn's members tv crew with a live stream test event finally we head back to the museum and speak to the Heritage Engineering Manager, David Morrison. Plus, catch up with Julian Aubert on the ground as he tries to coax some life into the new engine in his white monoplane. So, over to Tim as he speaks to Dead Croot, Chris Bound, Malcolm Day, and Michael Chapman as they gear up to get the cars ready for action
1: we're down at brooklyn's museum and uh, with the car team and they're preparing to get the demonstration cars ready for reopening on the friday and saturday of next week so uh, we're pushing the cars out of the sheds and we're trying to get them going basically so we've got uh, debbie Croft here and we have looks like an mg what have we got here debbie It's an MGM type
2: that's been uh, recreated uh, by a former colleague of ours Colin Reynolds who sadly passed away 18 months two years ago Um, and because the car actually ran here during trials in more recent years um, the museum have taken it on as part of the exhibits so his daughter's learned to drive it and she comes down on a regular basis and uh, gives it a run around for us so but now we're just trying to find where the isolator switches so that we can actually start it or attempt to start it anyway
1: always a tricky thing when was the last time this one ran
2: well it would have been december time we came down and made sure every car had got antifreeze in it um, so yeah December I don't know if anyone from the museum has run them since but I doubt it so they've been very restricted on their access so yeah December was the last time ran. but it's usually a pretty good starter starts well runs well so yeah should be all right with this one
1: good so we're gonna try and get this one going shortly once yeah. we find the isolator switch and we've, we've got another one just turned up behind us uh, can't find out what this one is Hiya. And, and what car
3: is this one? This, this, this is the uh, Austin 7, the, uh, uh, the, the, we call it the Knight Austin 7, um, restored and um, uh, on loan from the, the Knight family. Uh, it's, it's an original um, pre-war Austin 7, fairly fairly um, standard um, sports version of the car. And uh, it's been here for many, many years. It, it didn't re- run for about 20 or 30 years. And uh, last year we did some recommissioning work, and uh, we uh, extensively rebuilt the brakes, had the cylinder head off, did the valves and the uh, new head gasket. And uh, as you can hear, it's running quite nicely now.
1: Yep, sounds like it's going pretty well. Um, No particular problems with it then? Uh, No, I think
3: this one's probably one of our more reliable cars. We uh, we tend to forget to put petrol in it, which is something that we. We we often do with uh, many of the cars but uh, uh, once it's going it it seems fairly good and uh, runs fairly well.
1: Fantastic, we look forward to seeing this one going around the track. That sounds like we have some success with the MG. Now the isolator switch has been uh, turned off and Debbie's getting in the driver's seat. Hopefully we'll be able to get it moving shortly. So are we hopeful this one's gonna go Debbie?
2: Well yes, hopefully. <laughs> anywhere.
1: Oh, Debbie's just come back from a quick round of the museum. How did it go, Debbie?
2: It went very well, but my foot keeps catching on the brake, so it was making it a bit difficult to actually um oh sorry, to actually keep the accelerator pressed. And also the door kept flying open, so <laughs> a bit of an issue with that.
1: Yeah of right. course we've got no seat belts in this one so you've no got to be careful belts, you no. don't and fall out.
2: Quite a tight fit as well for me. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Obviously not meant for somebody with wider hips so um yeah it was alright. First time I've driven it so it's a nice little car. Should sure be great later on.
1: red car, starting up. We're going to try and find out exactly what this car is. I think we're going to have to move away a bit. I'm going to ask Debbie what that car was. Oh, this is a, a Lagonda. Um, I believe it's a, a
2: replica. It's an M45, something like that. So it's a privately owned vehicle um, but the owner allows us to run it regularly and uh, donate some money to the museum for its upkeep. So it's a nice car but it's one with a central accelerator so only a few of us sort of drive it really. That doesn't include me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you don't want to get your accelerator and the yeah. uh, the brake mixed up, really.
2: Well I believe once you start, it sort of, you know, you think about it, but it almost comes naturally after a while. So I suppose it's like driving an automatic and a manual, isn't it? So that's uh, yeah, it's a nice car. Nice car.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful. What sort of year is that? I think it's
2: 34, 1934. But um, I mean that's what it's based on. But if it's a replica, I don't know exactly when it was when it was built. But um, I mean it's
1: been here a while. So. Yeah. Okay, we're walking through the museum now. Uh, a lot of the cars are still under dust sheets, but there's a chap here with a with a red brush who's taking the dust sheets off and giving them a good dusting by the look of it. Exactly. Hello there. Hi there. Can you tell us what you're up to?
4: Yes, um, I'm part of the maintenance part of the, the car collection. So what we do, we dust the cars off, make sure they're pristine, check the tyres that they're not gone flat, obviously ready for the opening for the public.
1: Fantastic! It's nice to see it all coming back to life again.
4: It certainly is yes. After a long run, um, we're very lucky because we obviously have quite a lot to offer the public. We have cars and planes and buses, so it's a good day out basically.
1: Lovely. And what's this particular one you're, you're dusting off at the moment?
4: This is one of the oldest ones in the collection. This was actually by Ethel King, who is the wife of the owner of this museum and this was the first car that actually went round the track and she was given the privilege to drive it because after her husband opened the uh, racetrack she was very in, very much in actually part of it so she actually drove this car and this oh, she's still with us today, it still drives and um, we still take it out. I believe this is one
1: that appeared in the first episodes of the Secrets of the Transport uh, Museum show.
4: Yes it did, yes it did. It, we got it going and it had a short run on top of the banking and came back into here again.
1: Had it been running prior to that or was it a bit yes of a struggle got, to get it going?
4: Yeah, most cars we keep going because obviously the age of the cars, what we like to do is keep them into a certain um, state so they, they don't go static if you like because if a car is static over a long time the oil sinks and then it doesn't run. So most of these cars are privately owned by different collectors. They come in, we get them going, we run them, make sure the tyres are pumped up, um, so they all work in order. And then some of the owners, like this, the gentleman who owns this Peugeot, um, hopes to do the London to Brighton one day. He had done it in the past, so he comes in, he then does the maintenance on his cars, we run them around and they come back again. So we're very lucky to have cars that are privately owned and also by the Brooklyn's Trust.
1: So it's not going to be too long before people can come in and see these cars again?
4: Hopefully not, no. The Lagonda has just come
1: back from its run around the museum. How did it go?
5: Yeah, it's fine. um, Considering how long it's been laid up in the garage, in the uh, shed there, it's going really well. It's a lovely car to drive this once you get it going, yeah.
1: So no issues with it? No backfiring or anything like that?
5: There's a little bit of backfiring when you're... uh, Well, it's still cold, really. um, But once it starts to warm up, then then it starts to come into its own and... uh, be nice to go down the M25 in it. <laughs> and what size
1: engine has this got?
5: <laughs> um, I'd have to take it Yeah, it's a big one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think yeah, it's yeah. it's a straight it's a straight six with a uh, six sparking plugs. Um, so yeah, it's it's, a, it's got to be something in a four liter mark by the power that's there. So it should be fairly nippy then. Oh yes, yeah. It's it's an old car. I mean, the, the layout, the foot layout, is that the accelerator's in the middle. Uh, and the brake is on the right, and the clutch is on the left. So you just have to remember that um, when you go to uh, accelerate, you're not braking. This is a typical sort of shakedown
2: yeah i mean last year we came in in july and did the same thing and we had all sorts of problems and we had all the cars out in the paddock and that sort of thing and it it took us quite a while to get them going um, so we knew it would be a bit of an issue again um, i suppose hence the reason why we're here a week or so before they actually need them so we've got some time to play with mm-hmm. but um the other ones worry me a little bit because we've only got just over a month until so they probably want to start doing the demos so, um, you know, it may be that we have to come in in the next few weeks and do a few at a time. I and mean, with the aircraft vehicles as well, I mean, the has been standing in the paddock since God knows when. So, uh, that probably needs a bit of a run and everything. But, as you know, they just need to be run regularly. I yep. wonder whether it's sucked a load of muck through or do you think it's not got that far? Because
5: there was a bit of fuel in there.
2: Yeah, but John said it was coughing and spluttering the last time he drove it, so it was obviously struggling. Doesn't want to know, does it? No, it's not how the country's going as well. Yep, oh yeah. Right again.
3: Probably so not going. now we've run out of juice here. So um, I've just given uh, Julian the battery
1: pack, so... Okay, we, we've got a, got a rather nice green MG that doesn't actually go at the moment. So uh, what actually is this MG?
2: It's an MG PA from 1935 and a uh, four-cylinder single overhead cam.
1: But obviously doesn't want to run. No, any idea why it's not going?
2: Uh, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's got f- it's got fuel and um, it seems to have a spark, so I don't really know to be honest. I think we've had problems with this one in the past, haven't we? Starting, it's just a little bit temperamental.
1: So wh- what what we got here then? Um, this is an MG M type. And what and what are our hopes for getting this one started?
5: No, this one's been running, so. Um... It needs uh, some fuel. The fuel's dried out; uh, it's mostly evaporated. But um, this one was a, a regular runner, so we're, we're hopefully this will, will get going.
1: So it should be a lot easier than the other MG you were trying earlier.
5: Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> they're all they're all temperamental. They all have their own ways. Um, you never know till you actually start it.
1: I mean in normal circumstances these are museum exhibits but how often do you actually get them to run in a a normal year?
5: Before the current new management arrived when alan wim was here uh, we used to take a a couple down the road we go out on the road with them um we nip down to the fuel station to fill up with fuel Um, but we haven't done that i mean basically the new new regime have come in the lockdown came in so it, it didn't all blend very well and um so we haven't had them out for a year and a few months now but we we have used them on the road um we took the um, plane down to dunsfold when they had the the vc10 down there um and and that was a good run i mean it, it, it uh, kept overheating a bit but uh, we, we had a good day out in that so and of course when you get down there you can give it a blast down the down the runway so join top gear
1: yeah absolutely it always helps to do that sort of thing doesn't yeah. it and they really do need to run i guess if you leave them too yeah, long that yeah. that's going to be a bit I of mean, a problem
5: i've got an austin seven at home and an austin 12 and um, the 12 hasn't been out for about a year now but they they just need to be left running for a little while and move so that the tires don't go flat on one place um yeah we we had a, an interesting scenario we run a magazine and one of the things we put in there was that um, you have to change the stale air in your tires and and it was amazing how many people believed what we were saying (laughs) Um, but um yeah they need to be out they need to be used um and hopefully once this this lockdown clears and we get a clean bill of health as such then then uh, if we get the the clubs running the shows will start up again um although uh, you know there's a few shows that have cancelled this for this year already uh, Cranley's cancelled for this year, which is which is a big show. So um I think the smaller ones might run but so I think the big ones will be rethinking their position, especially with the crowds and what have you
1: yeah hopefully Brooklands can get going again I believe it's from May the 19th when the public can come back on site uh, inside the buildings but prior to that there are two days opening Friday and Saturday I believe yeah. from next week next so week. that should be interesting
5: that should be good yeah give people uh, somewhere to come and let their kids have a run around and, um it's a shame they won't be able to get actually inside to see what we've got, but we we'll leave. The, they're going to leave the doors open so you can you can look in. So that would be a, be an advantage.
1: A uh, couple of firsts uh, the other day at Brooklyn's in the clubhouse. It was the first time that uh, Brooklyn's members TV had live streamed an event from the clubhouse and it was the first time that Gary Fletcher from the blues band had himself conducted a live stream event. The, uh, the event itself was intended to test the uh, new live stream equipment that BMTV have uh, recently acquired. And uh, it was a short set, about half an hour from Gary Fletcher. Uh, Gary is the bass player with the blues band and has released some 20 albums with that band over over many years. But tonight's set was solo. Uh, He was on guitar and banjo and ukulele. Gary has pursued a solo career alongside that of the blues band uh, with his own outfit called uh, the Gary Fletcher Band and you can find his latest solo album available now from all good internet sellers Uh, the album's called river keeps flowing and here he is with one of the songs from that night
6: this one uh, is uh, much more straight blues i suppose or straightish and it's called in love with a wish and um, it is appropriately it's about a car on my own two feet I'm in a world I'm in a spin I can't believe I ain't dreaming what a shape such fine lines the way she moves it drive me wild she can take me where she wants to I'll just follow man that's a view I'm in love I'm in love I'm in love with a wish, but this ain't one you kiss. I wanna climb inside. So sleek, so neat, the coolest cat out on the street. Way she glides, way she puzzles. Secrets in the style, those sweeping cuffs. I gotta find out how she feels I just know she'd be the real deal She's the one guess I always knew If she were mine I'd sure be true I'm in love Ooh, I'm in love I'm in love with a wish But this ain't one you kiss I wanna climb inside When I was just a little guy The cat stole my heart Still I can't say why Now I'm climbing in behind a wheel I can touch the leather The wood and still I'm in love Ooh, I'm in love Just a little guy The cat stole my heart Still I can't say why Now I'm climbing in Behind the wheel I can touch the leather The wood and still I'm in love Ooh, I'm in love I'm in love with a wish But this ain't one you kiss I wanna climb Inside I'm in love with a wish but this ain't one you kiss I wanna climb inside I'm in love with a wish but this ain't one you kiss I wanna climb inside
1: return to Brooklyn Museum where they are still gearing up and speak to David Morrison and later Julian Albert about uh, trying to get his white monoplane running
7: yeah I'm David Morrison I'm the heritage engineering manager uh, which just means I'm responsible for for looking after the exhibits uh, maintenance restoration uh, preservation uh, of everything that we have here
1: Uh, and what are we actually doing today with the cars
7: uh, we've got some of the motoring team in to get a few of the cars running, so when we open, uh, we're just outside areas we'll open first. Uh, we're going to have a few of the cars running around so people just get a feel for what we do when we're, we're fully open. Uh, sort of living museum type of, uh, type of thing, see things going around. Uh, we can also then stop, let people know sort of what they're missing out by the whole place not being open.
1: Brilliant, and I believe uh, you appeared in the recent TV series, which is still ongoing, uh, Secrets of the Transport Museum, filmed at Brooklands. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your, your appearances
7: in that? Yeah, yeah, fleeting appearance. I just popped in to uh, check what was happening and how the guys are getting on. Um, and the good thing about that is that mine should be a fleeting appearance because the focus is on the work the volunteers are doing Uh, they're the ones that keep the whole place going so uh, it's it's good that the whole show is focusing on the work that they do and the difference they make to uh, the whole museum
1: and uh, there are several episodes left that you can still watch Um, what do you think of the show yourself?
7: I think it's brilliant, I think the museum looks really good uh, it gives a good impression of things that people might not be aware of. It's very easy to come in and focus on the part you're interested in, say cars if you're a motor person, uh, and miss out the aircraft part. So I think it's going to give people more of an idea of what taxi here and hopefully encourage more people to, to come on and see it for themselves.
1: Brilliant. Thank you very much. Yep, thank you. Okay, i've walked up the finishing straight now and uh, spotted that the doors of the flight shed are wide open and there is a old aircraft outside with julian albert who is tinkering with it what have we got here julian
8: uh, this is the sports white monoplane that i built a few years ago and um, well it hasn't been run for quite a few months now because of covid and everything else and i'm very keen to see uh, to get it to run make sure everything is okay and so that hopefully later on in the year when the weather is better, find a place to try it and see if we can get it airborne which is something I've been trying, I've been wanting to do for a long time but have not been able to do because of space and so on Um, We've got some issues as always uh, fuel is not coming through so we just put a bit of fuel in the carburetor and and, and prime the fuel pump Um, and the battery seems to be quite flat uh, so I'm going to probably get the battery out of the car uh, and see if we can get it to run. Has this one actually ever flown? No, um, I I tried, well the airplane is registered with the CAA, it's insured and I've got a pilot's license so uh, the trials have been all legal, just to put the record straight on that. (laughs) Um, I did try it once here at Mercedes-Benz but um, it had a Douglas 1939 engine which is only a 350cc uh, boxer engine, you know, flat flat twin and um, the grass was quite high and it was quite wet and that creates a lot of friction, you know, it, it, it dampens a lot the, yeah. the, uh, the rolling of the aircraft so unfortunately I, I couldn't get it to be fast enough to be anywhere near wanting to take off um, and that is the reason why I decided to take the Douglas engine out although it looks fantastic on the plane very much period um, and put this more powerful DAF engine and um, I've done that about probably about well over a year ago I run it twice I think two or three times this engine on the aircraft I am sure that it's powerful enough to get it airborne um, but it's a question now of, of, of making sure that everything is alright you know when you mount an engine like this you need to redesign the engine mounts and make sure that everything is okay so I've been in the process of doing that um, and that is the reason why um, you see me here today continuing making adjustments and making sure everything runs okay
1: well let's hope it does um this is one of the aircraft that we wheel out and put on the finishing straight to start up for the engine displays isn't it is, sure. is
8: that going to happen again fairly soon <coughs> well um that is beyond me it's uh, up to the government rules in terms of covid and opening and so on and Brooklands in terms of um, events that they may want to organise. But indeed, this is one of the uh, three aeroplanes that I built that we run on a regular basis when there is a a, a fly-in event here at Brooklands. And 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 I hope that we can get this to run soon. Brooklands news. Welcome to Brooklands, the birthplace of
0: motor racing.
8: The motto at Brooklands is always more speed and yet more.
0: ...and home to one of the most formidable collections of classic cars...
1: She's going for it now, isn't she?
0: ...or inspiring aircraft... Not many people can say they've worked on Concorde. ...beautiful vintage buses...
1: Oh
3: tight, please! ...and one-of-a-kind
0: motorbikes.
3: We are fortunate we have one of the very few that are left.
2: ...a new original series, Secrets of the Transport Museum.
0: You can find Secrets of the Transport Museum airing every Tuesday on the Yesterday Channel for the next few weeks or on UK TV catch up at any time. The museum has been open on Fridays and Saturdays for those who may wish to look round the outside spaces of the museum and walk the original track or perhaps picnic amongst the historic aircraft. We're looking forward to the museum opening fully on May 19th from Wednesday to Sunday each week. Places will be limited and pre-booking is essential by going to brooklyn's museum website brooklynsmuseum.com thanks for listening